Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your host Raul Lascano and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your host, Raul Lascano, you're on the clock. To grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling under attack. A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back. Soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye. Man, we lit up your world like the 4th of July. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his What's going on the clock fans? Nothing wrong with little Toby Keith uh, getting ready for that 4th of July weekend, man. So listen on the clock fans, we got a lot to talk about, man. Last night watching the Suns versus the Clippers and watching the Suns be able to put away the Clippers. Um, I want to talk about what was the factor, what was the change in that. I also have NFL roster rankings of NFL teams based off of, and I'm not going to do all 32, but I'm going to give you the best 5 or 10 of NFL ranking teams based off their rosters. I also want to talk about the Twitter posts. I don't know. I want to say some kind of tweet message, secret message from Devontae Adams talking about uh, he doesn't know the hold, what holds his future. I want to give a little bit about that. So don't go anywhere. Stick around. You're on the clock, man. Let's get ready for that 4th of July. Let's get up now. This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage. And you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. Cause we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Oh my goodness on the clock, fans. Another one with little Toby Keith. Can't tell you how how great that song helped me get through basic. I know that sounds crazy, but getting ready for the 4th of July weekend. Listen, real quick on the clock, fans. Uh, I know I say this every time, but this podcast is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. Dr. Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene by providing all natural, high-quality products such as bar soap, shampoo, conditioner, colognes, beard oils that can make you feel like a man but yet smell like a champion. All soaps are made right here in the U.S. using the finest all-natural ingredients. If you don't have it yet, go sign up for Dr. Squatch. Go find us on IG. The link is there. Uh, they got some discounts for you guys. Go go sign up and, and trust me, guys or ladies, get get it for your man. I'm telling you, <laughs> you will thank me later, I promise. Uh, but getting right into it, man, listen, it is almost the 4th of July, all right? It's July 1st right now, Thursday, and beautiful, beautiful day here in Tampa. And I'm going to tell you what, it is beautiful because Tampa Bay Lightning uh, go ahead and up on 2-0 on the Montreal. Yeah, there, let me see that about. Yeah, 2-0 on Montreal, playing a great, playing a great, great Stanley Cup Finals. I, I, I'm, I don't want to call sweep too early because in hockey, anything can go. But I tell you what, man, Lightning looks strong. Lightning looked good to me. Um, it'd be great for them to start off 2021 with a championship and make it work its way to uh, baseball as well, the Tampa Bay Rays. Rays are about four and a half behind Boston, but I'm pretty sure we'll we'll find them uh, creeping up here in a little bit. But they're doing well as they're doing as as best they can in the AL East. So we'll, we're hoping that the the Lightning set the tone and then. Going on into football, we'll see what happens with old Tampa Bay, which we'll talk about with the NFL roster rankings. But first and foremost, let's give a beautiful applause to the man that we finally, finally saw come back, and that is Chris Paul. Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to say this with all from the bottom of my heart. I know you Phoenix Suns, you have to be listening to the show. 
You have to be listening to the show. You, 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 you must, and I'll, t- I'll tell you why you must be listening to the show. One, the analytics that, that are on here, I can track to see who listens to the show, who can, uh, you know, where in the country are the most downloads coming. And guess what? You'll be surprised. Tampa is number one, they're first, but in second place, in second place is Arizona. Yes, I know what you're thinking. How in the hell? I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. I got nothing for you. But in Arizona, we're, we're, we're pretty good. We're sitting at 1,400 downloads in Arizona. I'm pretty sure that they're listening. I'm pretty sure because everything that we've been looking for for Chris Paul to do, he did. He knocked it out last night. I mean, to, to close out the Clippers, a team that you formerly played for, for you to drop 41 points. You know what I'm saying? Eight assists. I mean, you the the, the three-point land came back. And, and it must be because he did play there for a while, so he must know his spots on the floor. He understands where the rims are. He, he gets it. You know what I mean? Because he went seven for eight for three-pointers, and he was on fire yes, uh, last night. I'm sorry. He was on fire. And, I, and, again, where was Chris Paul the last two games? And I know what you're telling me, Raul. You were really hard on him. Yes, I was, because you weren't ready. You, you had to get your sea legs back to you, if you, if you want an analogy. You had to get your sea legs back to you, right? You're off 11 days. You're making TikToks, which we all love the TikToks. They were pretty good. I'm a TikTok guy, so I understand. I make TikToks with my kids, so I definitely understand Chris Paul, but you were off for 11 days, all right? So your shot wasn't there. Your defense wasn't there. It just looked like you didn't want to do the extra stuff that you're going to have to do to get to an NBA Finals. And, I'm, and congratulations, man. After 16 long seasons, you have made the NBA Finals. And, and it's it's nothing to bat your eye about. You've had a great career. But I'm telling you, these last seri- this series in particular, these last two games, you know, you weren't doing crap. You know, it was good to see you last night, Chris Paul, CP3, because you had other nicknames from other podcasters. You had nicknames from other, other people, uh, other sports analysts. So it was good to see Chris Paul back in his element, back into what he does well and and again in the first half Chris Paul Chris Paul only had freaking 10 points man he only had 10 points but the difference maker was he was getting every all of his teammates involved he was going for extra steals you know what I'm saying like he was making extra effort it's the little things that you got to do in order to make a championship and not only just make the championship you got to win the championship you got to be able to sacrifice everything to so see them close out the Clippers on their home court 130 to 103 it was it was great yeah in my opinion again and then again in the class act CP3 he gave praise to Billy Crystal and other people in the Clippers. But I, I'm going to tell you now, man, I spoke to a, a good friend of mine, Barry Grant Jr., on his podcast, and I tell you what, he said the best, you know, that Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, you, you guys just, there's something to these super teams. It, it's, it could be ego. It could be, you know, maybe you just don't trust the coach. Maybe you got to do too much. Who knows? Because I, I don't know what's going to happen with the future of Kawhi Leonard, but I, it doesn't look like I don't know. He I don't I don't know if he comes back. I, I don't know what the dynamics of the team is. It's so hard to read Kawhi Leonard and and what he likes or what he doesn't like or you know what I mean like he he doesn't give you much except that horrible horrible freaking laugh that crazy goddamn laugh of, of Kawhi Leonard is just terrible. But um, I don't know what his what his future will hold. I don't know if he'll be there next year or or I'm sorry when he opts out. So who knows? You know. But shout out to the Clippers. Shout out to Ty Lue. You know, do an amazing job trying to make these adjustments. Um, but the, the the factor for me also was DeAndre Ayton. I, I love how the big man plays. I mean, to crash board, 17 rebounds. You know, you, you were doing your job. You were a little bit more aggressive tonight as well. 
you weren't that aggressive the, the last game, and I don't know if it's because you know Chris Paul wasn't feeding you down low, uh, but it was good to see Devin Booker. He dropped 22 points, and he also attacked the freaking rim. You know what I mean? You, there was no big man there. You know, Zubak did not play again. Ibaka was hurt. You know, you, so you have nothing in the middle. It's good to see that Devin Booker drive it to the hole, get into the line, and and it was it just made it harder for the Clippers to defend, um, especially when when he's crashing, he's kicking back out. So it, it was just they got back to what Phoenix Suns do, the Phoenix Suns basketball. That that's basically what they do. I mean, it definitely helps also during, during the regular season. The Phoenix Suns were probably the better team on the road uh, when they play. So it was good to see that they, they got back to their style of basketball. You know what I mean? That's that's what we want. That's what we were hoping for. And I, especially myself, I, I've commented many times about the Phoenix Suns saying, okay, these this type of basketball is what I like to see. I like to see hard, gritty uh, uh, basketball, almost that's similar to the 90s a little bit. So it was great to see that. And, and Phoenix Suns, they mimic that. They got young guys that, that play I mean, they play tough, man. They play freaking tough, and you can't intimidate them. You know, it, it, I think I don't think in the last two games they were intimidated, but I think they just, I don't know, they just weren't they weren't jiving, and, and maybe the introduction of Chris Paul coming back from those eleven days is what threw them off. I definitely saw it. You know, I've coached football for many years. I know what you're thinking. Okay, that's football. There's basketball, but you know who has the hot man? Who's the hot man? Who has the hot streak? Or who has the hot hand is what they're going to say. You know what I mean? Like, as a, as a football coach, if I got three great running backs, but two of them are not producing crap, but there's one kid that is, well, you feed him until his legs go out. Because why? He's the hot man for right now. And you keep feeding him until somebody else strikes a match and becomes the hot man. And that's what he keeps going. Introducing Chris Paul, who wasn't on fire when he first got back, who kind of felt like he was trying to make the game about himself, about coming back after 11 days, forcing that first game. It just felt like, okay, you're just doing a bit too much. Uh, but I've, I'm glad he found his sea legs. He got back into it, and he did what, what Chris Paul usually does. Because, again, I'm going to be very critical of him. I'm, I'm a fan of Chris Paul's. Uh, I've seen his games for 16 seasons. I mean, I've, I've watched him. So to see him kind of, you know, be stubborn, if you want to say, if you will, uh, that it kind of hurt my heart a little bit. So, But it's good to see the Phoenix Suns be moving on. Uh, we don't know who they're going to play. We don't have a freaking clue who they're going to play. Um, it's unfortunate what's going on in the NBA right now, uh, especially in the, in the East. Uh, it's just, you know, first Trey Young, then Giannis, and, and, and nobody knows if they're going to play or not. Nobody knows what's going to happen. We don't have a clue if they're going to play. Um, but, man, it's just, I don't know, man. It, it's it's going to be interesting. The, the East has always been kind of, open and, and and I'm going to say this as well since Jordan left the east has always been open <laughs> okay there, there was nothing else in the east um I know LeBron came and he was with the Cavaliers and the he back to the Cavaliers and he made it seem very 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 easy uh but the east has never been truly the strongest uh out of the both le- both uh, conferences they've never been extremely strong so I don't know what I don't even know what to predict. I don't know what the game's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to sound like. I don't know anything that's going to happen with the Hawks versus the Bucks. Both players are, are you know, it's, it's it's unfortunate they got an injury, man. It's unfortunate. I know LeBron tweeted it before. I know he mentioned it before. I know there's ten guys that are superstars that are out or, or been injured. Some of the injuries, in my opinion, it didn't matter if they were in shape or not. Guys landing the wrong way and busting the ankle like Kyrie Irving did. That doesn't have to be, you know, that's not if you're in shape or not, or the season started too early or not, or you know what I mean. Like it's it's not really something that you're gonna sit there and be like, okay, well this this freaking sucks. You know, but again, I understand it. I, I get it. You know, it, it is what it is. It's not, 
It's not the best of, of the scenarios, okay? So I, I understand. So we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm interested to see tonight who, uh, what's going to happen with, with um, the Atlanta Hawks and, and, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, the game starts tonight at 8.30 p.m. I don't know if they'll be ready to go. Um, I mean, I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe Middleton just needs to take over. Middleton has been playing great in the series anyway. Uh, I think the Bucs can still reach the NBA Finals without Giannis. I think they can reach it. Uh, he's doubtful for Game 5, and his status is unclear in, in the remainder of the East Finals. So uh, I don't know if he, if he can get it done. I don't know if he's going to play, but he has teammates around him that, that, I, that I, in my opinion, they could, do, they could get it done. In my, I think they can get it done. I really, really do. I really think they can. I don't know. I think they can get. I don't know. I think they can get it done without Giannis. They don't need Giannis. I mean, they need him, but then they don't need him. With Trey Young being out, now we got to find out who on Atlanta is going to really rally around. Now I know they won the other night, one ten to eighty eight. I get that, but you know when you get a shell shocker that your your big star when goes down kind of deflates the situation. And besides them losing by the score they're losing, you know what I'm saying, you, if Giannis is playing the game, who knows how what that game would have looked like. You know, it might have came down to the wire. Who knows? Because there's his points really, really matter in that game. So the series 2-2, we're going to see who who's the tougher opponent. We're going to see who's the tougher, uh, you know, NBA team in the East to sit there and come out of it. Because, again, this is this is a, an anomaly this year. NBA has been some of the worst coaching, some of the worst playing, some of the worst referee calls I've seen in a long time. There's been a lot of crap going on um, since after that bubble. So we're, I'm interested to see who comes out of the East. Now, I don't think in my – well, I do think. I know it doesn't freaking matter who the hell comes out the East. I don't see them beating the Suns. I don't see the Hawks beating the Suns. And I definitely don't see the Bucks beating the Suns without Giannis. I do not see that. The Suns look like they are the stronger team. Uh, will the Suns be the strongest team in the West going forward as a dynasty? That's for another podcast. I don't think there will be. I think until the Lakers figure out what the Lakers want to do, then they'll freaking, you know, then then they'll, that, that will be the team of the West. Um, but it, it is nice. Uh, it does send a message to the rest of the league that, hey, we are ready. We are, we are willing. We are, we're playing and, you know, to come to our team. Um, and, and I say that only because uh, recently, you know, Chauncey Bills got, got, you know, the head coaching job over at um, the Blazers, Portland Trailblazers. So I don't know. And I, to see the backlash from that, by the way, to see the backlash from the Trailblazers, you know, the um, it's just crazy. I mean, I understand the backlash. The backlash comes from the process of how they hire the head coach and the franchise's inability to build a title contending roster. Right. They have that problem. They have become major factors. And I tell you what, they've become major factors for Damon Lillard to probably request a trade. We don't know. Uh, that future is un uncertainty. But like I said, the message from the Suns, who basically did not build that team from, you know, trades and trying to get big names. They built that team from, you know, the draft, from doing what they're supposed to do, free agency. So they, they built that team from within. I think that's why they gel so well. So it'd be interesting to see if Dame would want to go somewhere. Now, Dame Lillard has made it. I mean, he has made it known. He does not like super teams. So he might not even go to a super team. He might not even want to opt into doing something like that, especially when he goes back on his word. But you can't do it by yourself, man, and, and it's hard. And, and damn, you, you put in a lot of work. And, you know, when does preparation, you know, re get rewarded for the loyalty? I don't have no idea. Um, so we'll see what that happens. But the Suns, again, sending out the message that they are ready for the West. Um, 
We'll see what happens to those Clippers teams. We'll see if he gets dismantled. Uh, we'll see what, what goes on. I am extremely, I'm really quick, but I'm extremely happy to see Patrick Beverly lose his shit. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I really enjoy that because the all series long, all he's been doing is talking crap. All he's been doing is chatting in Booker's ear. All he's been doing is teasing guys. All he's been doing is antagonizing guys. He's initiating these, these, these taunts and stuff. So it's good to see that he got a little bit back of it. Now, when you watch the video, Chris Paul just kind of stared him down, walked by him. Patrick Beverly didn't like it, pushes him in the back, which is fucking cowardly, in my opinion. If you got a problem with somebody, you know, get in their face at least. Don't try to push it from the back and make it seem like you're great. Good uh, composure by Chris Paul by getting up, shaking his fist, and smiling and laughing because he knows he got him. He knows he's done. He's ejected. And it could be frustration because Patrick Beverly did have a, a, a very good defensive series, man, and it's unfortunate that he... He did what he did. You know what I mean? He, he, he played a good damn series defensively locking up Booker those last two games. So we'll see what it goes on. Um, but it is good to see that the, the guy that's you know trying to be the bully get bullied, and that's pretty funny that he got ejected. So, again, the Suns, shout out to the Suns. Can't wait to see the NBA Finals. Listen on the clock, fans. Don't go anywhere. I got a brief little uh, commercial, and I'm going to catch you on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. You're on the clock. Your soap is... Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things, open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons and let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. Real soap for real men. Or don't. And continue to be mommy's little helper. Hey, what's going on on the clock, fans? I know you're back. <laughs> I'm excited, man. Listen, uh, not so much going on in the NFL other than, you know, the Aaron Rodgers thing. And we'll talk about that a little bit. And now Devontae Adams. We'll see what's going on in Packerland. But I have something for you, man. ESPN let out the NFL roster rankings for all 32 teams for 2021. Uh, they released the strengths, the weaknesses, the, the X factors for every team starting lineup. Uh, I don't want to go through all 32. I'm not going to, you know waste your time or go into it but I am going to go into a few of them and again I know I know what you're going to think I know what you're going to say maybe I'm not maybe I don't maybe I'm overestimating maybe I maybe I'm giving you guys too much credit maybe you don't know crap about sports but here I'm gonna give you some some sports uh some sports knowledge right now if you had to guess by roster by roster who's the number one team I think everybody here knows that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right and, and the biggest strength being Tom Brady um only had one where he only had one wide receiver or tight end uh, clear 70 receiving grade in his final season with New England in 2019. And that was Julian Edelman. Uh, he barely met the threshold. But in 2020, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, they had six different wide receivers and tight ends record record. I'm sorry, record at least 75 receiving grade, including OJ Howard, which was limited in action. He wasn't even play that much. It's one of the deepest receiving courts in the NFL, um, extending beyond those six to include promising young players such as Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, and their new rookie, uh, Jalen uh, Darden. So listen, we all know that the 10 Buccaneers got to sign all their guys back. We understand that everybody's coming back. Um, I, I don't know I don't I don't know how strong they'll be with with the running back Leonard Fournette. Um, I don't know. He did good in the postseason, but I think Ronald Jones takes takes it away. 
but I think the run game needs to be revamped a little bit. But again, when you have you know Tom Brady and five wide receivers that can spread defenses out, it doesn't matter who the goddamn running back is. Uh, the X factor for me is going to be Devin White. Um, I love how that young man played. He, he's a monster. Uh, I know we're not supposed to label people, make comparisons, but if I had to compare him to somebody, uh, I would compare him to freaking uh, a Ray Lewis, almost a, a faster, stronger version of Ray Lewis. Which I know you're saying, oh, don't disrespect Ray. I'm not. I love Ray Lewis. I'm a Hurricane fan. I've followed his career. I have the jerseys. I got football signed. I mean, I'm. I am a Ray Lewis fan. Uh, but Devin White reminds me of the guy. So Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they got their. They got their guys. You know, what I mean, they they were able to sign everybody back. And and to be honest with you, you know, more than the more than the offensive side of the football, it's great to see that they signed everybody back on defense. You know, what I mean, especially those freaking monsters up front. And you know what I mean? Like, especially those guys. You know what I mean? Sue and Vita Vea and, and, and even Golston, Shaquille Barrett. Like, I mean, uh, JPP, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, it's good to see those guys. You know what I mean? Then you got the freaking linebacker brothers, the Bash brothers, or whatever you want to call them. Levante David and Devin White. Uh, Carlton Davis is coming back, which, <sighs> indifferent, but he did play well in the playoffs. Uh, Jamal Dean, Sean Murphy. Uh, who else? Uh, Winfield Jr., uh, Whitehead. It's good to see that the entire defense came back. And if they were doing that, what they were doing on that 8-0 run to the Super Bowl, if they were doing that in year one, I'm going to see what they're going to do year two. So they got the strongest one, the strongest roster at number one. Number two is Kansas City Chiefs. We all know why. Uh, the trio of you know of Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill uh, is, is, is the sole reason why the Kansas City Chiefs are, are once again betting favorite to bring home the Barney Trophy this season. I mean, they're they're one of the favorites. I'm not saying the favorite. We all know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the favorite to bring it. Uh, but Mahomes... He has been the most valuable quarterback in the NFL over the past three seasons uh, by more than a, a full win. Uh, Kelsey comfortably ranks first at the tight end position. Hill comes in fourth among wide receivers. So throwing a you know throwing a coach Andy Reid and, and one of the top offensive playmaker play callers in the NFL, uh, the offseason becomes like nearly impossible to stop. Like they look really freaking good. Uh, the defensive tackle Chris Jones is a little bit weak in my opinion. We got to see what he does. He um, he has earned uh, passing grades of uh, of like least a ninety. In each of the past three seasons, um, I think Aaron Donald is the only other interior defensive lineman who can can you know who can say the name. But I wouldn't. Anyway, he, he I, Chris Jones might be a little bit of a weakness, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the X factor they have. Kansas City, in my opinion, they you know up front was what the problem was. Um, the lineman was the problem. Holmes was thrown off, and again. Uh, shout out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, if you have to go by somebody's last performance, you know, they just smacked the shit out of Kansas City. So we'll see how they bounce back this year and see what kind of, you know, adjustments they make. Because, again, you know, you know you could beat up on other teams, but you know you got at some point, if you do make it back, you got to go see Tampa. And you got to see that crazy freaking defense again. So you better you better adjust now for the for the 16, 17 game season, whatever it is, and, and you can get it done. The third one that I want to talk about real quick is the Cleveland Browns. I am amazed that they are in the top five. Um, well, you know what? I'm not I'm not too amazed. I'm I'm happy that they're in the top five. Uh, I've said it when Cam Newton would hit the, the the free market before he landed in New England. I thought Cam Newton should go to the Cleveland Browns because I did not think Baker Mayfield was doing his job effectively. I don't think he was making those connections. I don't think he was progressing. Uh, but after last year, and he, I mean, he's one first down away from from going to a Super Bowl or an AFC championship to, and then to a Super Bowl. So, I mean, he, I think the Cleveland Browns played freaking phenomenal uh, last season. I'm very interested to see what they got going on. 
I'm very interested to see because I'm, I'm going to give kudos to uh, Cleveland's front office. Uh, they've done an excellent job of building up the offensive line. And, and the offensive line coach, Bill Callahan, has molded it into one of the league's best. You know what I mean? Um, Joel uh, Bettino, J.C. Treader, Wyatt Teller, uh, Jay Conklin. Uh, we're, they're all among two uh, graded players in respective positions in 2020. So, And left tackle uh, Jarek Willis Jr. Is, is, is a lone player, not on the list, but he still delivered impressive performance in, in pass protection for a rookie. So I, I think they, they did what they're supposed to do at, at Cleveland in, in building a, a contender. I don't know what the, I don't know what the freaking defense is going to do because at times they look lost, they look confused, they didn't know what they were doing. Hopefully that's all changed. I know COVID threw a, peop, a lot of people off, a lot of teams off last year, so maybe we'll chalk it up to that. I'm interested to see what they come back and, and get done now. Um, I do think the Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr. connection um, hasn't, I mean, it kind of worked, or they were working through it the first two seasons, right? Like Mayfield had a passer rating like below 72 you know what I mean? Uh, only, um, and I say only when 72, only when targeting Beckham. You know what I'm saying? When Beckham wasn't on the field, his numbers jumped to like freaking 89 when targeting any other player in 2019. So theoretically, the return of an elite talent, a wide receiver from injury this season, should elevate this offense. It should. But in 2021, maybe the last season for Mayfield and OBJ. You know what I'm saying? This might be the last rodeo, and, I, and rightfully so. He might just... OBJ might go somewhere else. Who, who who knows? But Baker has a lot to prove this year. Um, and he does have the, you know, he has a good offensive weapon with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You know, of course, old OBJ. You know, Jarvis Landry is still here. Rashad Higgins is still here. Austin Hooper. So there's there's talent around him to help him progress and, and get this team to where they need to be. I wish him the very luck. Now, this is this is where we get a little bit testy here congratulations to Cleveland for being number three, but you got the Buffalo Bills sitting here at number four. Yeah, yeah, the Buffalo Bills sitting at number four. Could could an argument made for, for them to be number three? Sure, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because Josh Allen showed last season that he could go toe-to-toe with any quarterback in the NFL. And, and the first-round pick out of Wyoming in 2018 like took a massive third-year leap, improving from 28th at the position um, into his career, in his first two years of his career uh, to seventh, okay? He went to number, from 28 to 7 last season. So, so Josh Allen is progressing. He's progressing well. What he's doing on the offseason, what he's doing his off time, you know, field prep and learning the defense and learning his team, he is he made leaps and bounds. Uh, I'm going to tell you now, I, I, Buffalo's in my freaking division. I am a Miami Dolphin fan, so it fucking sucks that these guys have gotten even better. Uh, but they have kind of crowned themselves uh, the king of our division. You know, I got Buffalo, I got the Jets, and I got New England. New England made major money moves, bringing all these people, which is freaking awesome. Great job, Bill Belichick. One makes you wonder how much money he's had the last 20 years when he had freaking Tom Brady throwing to nobody as a wide receiver. Nobody as a wide receiver, okay? Um, so it makes you wonder what, where the money just came from. So, but it's good for them. But Buffalo Bills crowned themselves the king of that division. Josh Allen, rightfully so. Stephon Diggs, like rightfully so that they, that they should. You know what I mean? I think they did extremely well. Um, it, we'll see what the season, the rest of the season brings, you know, with Cole Beasley saying what he said about COVID and protocols. Who knows if he freaking plays? I hope he does. It's his choice. If he does choose not to get the vaccination, then, you know, I don't want to hear his mouth that he has to go through all this bullshit because he has a way to get out of it. But again, we don't know if Cole Beasley, but you still have Emmanuel Sanders. So that's going to be good. And I expect them to get back to where they were. Hopefully get over the hump. Hopefully get over the hump. I have no idea if they will. 
Uh, but I think I think it could be a make a push for Buffalo to be number three. I really do. Uh, number five, and this is the last one I'll talk about because I do want to talk about some other stuff, is the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are, fi- are fifth on the roster strength, weakness, and X-factor list that ESPN put out. Um, being that the biggest strength, it is quoted that they are not many cornerbacks in the league who can seamlessly transition from an outside role to the slot and provide high-level play at both spots. Marlon Humphrey has done that better than anyone in recent years, spending more time inside due to a string of uh, Tavon Young injuries. Humphrey is the only cornerback in the league with a PFF coverage grade of at least 80, both in the slot and out of wide receiver. Um, The Ravens, they did do a good job, I would say, in the draft. I I am a Rashad Bateman fan who who came from the University of Minnesota. I am a PJ PJ Fleck fan. Um, You know what I'm saying? Roll the boat. Uh, I'm, I'm freaking all for this kid. Being a, I hope he has a breakout season. And I'm kind of between him and Devontae Smith, I'm going to go rookie of the year. I hope uh, Waddle down in Miami can can put his name in that vote as well. But between those two guys, I think it, you, you're going to have a, a, an amazing season, uh, especially if Lamar Jackson, you know, hopefully Lamar Jackson can get him the ball. It is nice that Lamar Jackson can, res, can, you know, reside on a running back, um, on a run game like J.K. Dobbins. Uh, but we'll see. We, we, we'll see how it goes because Marquise Brown needed help. Sammy Watkins is over there. He He's doing good. But you need another guy to step in there. We need a number three um, to help the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. So we'll, we'll see. The defense still needs a little bit of help. They fly around well. But a lot of these guys don't have a, a, a rating higher than 80, which kind of freaking worries me a little bit. They better play good ball. Um, number six, this, this is the last one. I'm sorry. This is the last one. The green Bay Packers are on there, but I have no idea how strong, I don't know why they're on here with the uncertainty of Aaron Rodgers. All right. I, why they're number six. I have no clue. Um, maybe just based off of last year, not going off of who's going to stay, who's going to leave. Maybe that's why they're there. It's a, it's a really good possibility, right? Okay. So that's good. But again, they might not have their hall of fame quarterback. He might not be there whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Um, especially uh, yesterday, or I'm sorry, not not yesterday, June 29th. It was 29th. Devontae Adams lets out the tweet, right? The tweet that's heard around the world, right? Crazy, we never know what the future holds. That's what Devontae Adams put out. And when he put that out, the entire Packer Nation, the entire Cheesehead Nation went completely bonkers on freaking Twitter. Um, for speculations of saying that he's leaving. He knows Aaron Rodgers is not going to be there. He's gone as well. Devontae will be there. Don't, don't get me wrong. He's going to stay there. I think he stay, stays there as long as Jordan Love can produce, as long as he can perform. If it's a horrible season, I fully expect Devontae Adams to go somewhere else. And I'll tell you what, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be mad at me. But again, I, I, deservingly so, he should go. Like, you should go because you deserve so. He, he should not stick around and have to rebuild the next five years with a quarterback that probably won't get him nowhere near the playoffs or, or nowhere near a, a, a NFC Championship. So if he, if he has a horrible season, he might leave. They have a good season. Well, then you can make the debate that Devontae needs to stay. But the tweet heard around everywhere was just, it, it was on fire. I mean, everybody was speculating. <laughs> and I even from time to time went checking in on, on Green Bay fans to make sure nobody nobody was uh, completely stressed out. Because they are. Um, the, the fans are, are feeling stressed out. They're exhausted. Uh, the drama that's unfolded between Aaron Rodgers and now you got Devontae Adams. Uh, you got the Packers. And, and now would be a good time to look away. But the Adams took on the Twitter to post that cryptic message, which is why... 
Um, oh, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's fueling the fire of rumors around his future with the team. I mean, you, you know, I, I don't know why guys put these tweets out and don't expect anybody to think into it or read into it too much. They're, of course, they're going to read into it. Of course, they're going to do it. Uh, but again, there's reports. You know, that, uh, you have reporters that, that had the chance to follow up with them and and um, recruiting comments from Derek Carr and, and things like that. Because once once Adam is put out out there, you know, crazy. We never know what the future holds. Derek Carr, when the Raiders quarterback immediately went after him <laughs> in, in these recruiting tactics, uh, it would be a dream to play with him. I'm a Packer now until the point where we make that decision. We'll see what happens. That's the comments from Devontae Adams. Um, so that's letting you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to keep re- trying to recruit him. Um, it's unfortunate what's going on in the Packers locker room. It's unfortunate what's going on in the Packers management. Um, I just... it. it to see how Aaron Rodgers is being done, it, it reminds me of what happened with Brett Favre. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying, you know, Aaron Rodgers deserves this. You know, he, he feels strongly about something. He feels passionate about something. Who are we to sit there and judge somebody? I've seen analysts, I've seen the podcasters say, well, he's just nothing but a crybaby and this and that. But you're not in his shoes. You know what I mean? You haven't given your life, your body, and sacrificed time with family and yourself, your mental health, for a football team to not love you back. And that's what it, that's what it seems like. They don't love him back. Um, we could talk about rosters. We could talk about draft picks. We could talk about whatever the case is. And it does not look like they have loved him back. You have not given this man what he needed. You have not tried at the very least. You have not been in rumors about getting people. You haven't been in rumors of getting other people. You, you just, you, you're just sitting there allowing this man to year in, year out, play at a high, high, high uh, um, intensity, high freaking rate and high ability and you're not helping this this man. I mean, and then throw in there the fact that he was a freaking league's MVP. Now you're really looking shitty. You know what I'm saying? You got the league MVP, but you can't make it to the freaking Super Bowl. Something has to change. Something has to give. I stand by Aaron Rodgers. If Devontae, if Devontae Adams does end up leaving, it'd probably be the best thing for him. Because this looks like it's going to go into a rebuild mode in two years. I know you think that's crazy, but it definitely looks like that. Something is not right in Green Bay. Uh, you can probably make the argument that the cheese is stank. The cheese is molded. The cheese is old in Green Bay. And frankly, I, I'm not upset with... Uh, I'm not upset with Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams if they choose to leave. I'm all for the athlete um, and trying to help them out. So uh, with that said, man, listen, it's I'm not going to hold you guys up too long. It's the 4th of July this weekend. We celebrate um, the men and women who, who came before us to help us with this freedom. I, I leave you with these words, man. Um, it's obviously the 4th of July, right? We enjoy the hot dogs. We enjoy the burgers. Uh, we enjoy the barbecue. We enjoy the day off for a lot of us. Some of us will have that day off. Uh, we enjoy the fireworks, you know. Uh, we enjoy that family time. We enjoy doing those things with the kids. Uh, but it's important to remember what a miracle the country is, okay, and especially this country. How incredible, how incredibly lucky we are that people generations ago were willing to take up arms and fight for our freedom, okay? And then people inside this country understanding that there were imperfections in our union and were willing to keep on fighting on behalf of extending that freedom to all people and not just some, Okay. And that story of independence is not something that happens and then we just put away. It's something that we have to fight for every single day. It's something that we have to nurture. It's, it's, uh, and we have to spend or spread the word. Spread the word. That's, that's what I would say. And spread the word. Uh, we have to work on it. And it involves us respecting each other. Let me say that again. It involves us respecting each other. It involves us recognizing that there are still people in this country who are going hungry. And they're not free because of that. There's still people in this country who can't find work. 
and there's freedom and freedom without the ability to contribute to society and put a roof over your head or look after your family. That's not what we aim to. That's not what we aim for, especially here. Um, and so on a day like 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 Fourth of July, we celebrate, we have fun, we marvel at everything that has been done before us. Uh, but we also have to recommit ourselves to making sure that everybody in this country is free, that everybody has an opportunity, that everybody has a, that gets their fair shot. That we look after all of our veterans when they come home, that we look after our military families and give them a fair shake. That every child has a good education. This is what we should be striving for. This is what we should be aiming for on our Independence Day. So I love you guys. Be safe, um, but enjoy your day. Remember what it's for. Um, and if you see a veteran, uh, give him a hug, shake his hand or her hand, and, and show a sign of respect and, and let them know that you know we're behind them. Uh, that's all I got for you guys. Listen to me. You can follow us on social media, On The Clock Radio. Uh, if you want to join the debate, you want to get, get live with us, man, uh, shoot me an email, onthecock20 at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Facebook, uh, Facebook group called OTC Sports. That's where a lot of our, our, our debates go down. I enjoy that group very much. We also have a, just a Facebook page, so each one, they're both not the same. You go to the page, that's where you'll see all of our you know interviews, and you'll see what's coming up for On The Clock Radio. But we do have a, a OTC sports group that we've created and it's built over and it's, it's great having the debates on there so if you want to get on there jump on there um, I thank every single one of you guys I will catch you on Monday uh, I'm going to enjoy myself um, <laughs> this 4th of July weekend and I can't wait to hear some of the stories and the boys from the Bay will be back with me on that day to to uh, celebrate um, celebrate their return uh, got a couple guys that went to Miami Beach I uh, got a couple guys that were working really hard but they'll be back with me man so don't don't forget stick with me if you haven't yet subscribe to the show it's completely free we can listen to us on any podcast network hey man I'm done I'll talk to you later you're on the clock